Hey everybody, how are y'all doing? I'm Michael, I'm joined by Alex as always. How's it going? And this is another episode of Fallen Through Bottles, a podcast about video game plotlines and how they have a tendency to fall off the rails. And this is part two of our series on Final Fantasy VIII as we talk about the plot of the game. Previous episode, we went over the development and writing of the game as we learned that a bunch of people came up with some ideas threw them on to an overburdened writer who then just uh, kind of made a plot about a bunch of 17-year-olds in a military academy and then somehow tied it into love? I'm sure it's going to work out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's going to be great. Alex, uh, no, one, no one makes video games like Square makes video games. They really don't. When you really get down to it, they, nobody really does. They're just like, this, try this. Figure it out. We just threw a bunch of ideas into a blender and we just hoped for the best, man. Just We made a game, it's called Legend of Mana. What if instead of having one story, there was three, and by three, I mean 120. <laughs> <laughs> Could it work out, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> but sort of. But sort of, yeah. Oh, man, speaking of a mess of a video game that I really love. God, Legend oh, of Mana is so good. The whole, the whole Mana series is such a, what is this? Isn't it? It is such a nightmare series. Oh, man. And it just, the, and the, the basement gets dug deeper every time it put out a new one. Every it's, time. It's uh, like, I, I was thinking about this last time when you were describing, like, you get a car and you need to get gas for your car and you can buy gas with your paycheck. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Yeah, that's a weird thing from a Final Fantasy series. Yeah. But at the same time, I love that Final Fantasy is a series that can just do that. Mm-hmm. It's like every new game is just like, what if with what if this? What if it was this? You know, contrasted with something that's like Dragon Quest, which is, well, it's Dragon Quest, but this time you can put on a second sword or something. I don't, mm -hmm. I literally don't know what changes from one Dragon Quest to the next. Yeah. More than you think, less than you know. Mm. Or I guess it's actually less than you know, more than you think. Point being, is yeah, yeah mm. it's not as not as much as you would think. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, in one of them, you could recruit monsters, which is pretty wow. great, actually. Uh, yeah, Dragon Quest V, we might actually talk about that game on this series at some point. It actually has a really interesting plot. But, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that the one they made the movie of? I They made it. Of course, they made a movie. There was um, a, it was like a CGI movie that was, I think it was like a short version of one of the games. I forget. I don't know Dragon Quest. They didn't do a, an anime of like one of the supporting characters who was like a, um, whatchamacallit, he's a merchant. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if, if you remember the movie at all, does it, if it involves a kid who looks like Gohan from Dragon Ball Z with a purple <laughs> bandana on, uh, then that's final. That's a Dragon Quest Five, but okay. But yeah, I don't remember. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, enough about anyway. every other JRPG series. Yeah, let's let's talk about the <laughs> let's, let's talk about the nonsense plot of Final Fantasy VIII. And boy, is it nonsense! Oh boy. So, so Alex, if I remember correctly, you have not actually played this game. You know bits and pieces of the story, but. Like, you don't know necessarily the through line of this, right? Correct. I know I have had the premise of what 
the the big reveal is explain to me. Hmm. I think I have seen every pre-rendered cutscene in the game in its entirety. Hmm. But I've seen it without context. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, then that means you've seen the opening cutscenes of this game, which is yes. Oh my god, is it so good. A technical and technical marvel with no comprehensibility. Absolute nonsense. So for those of you who don't know what this is, first off, just look it up. Uh, second of all, I will explain it. So it starts with, first off, a Latin song being sung. Beagles. Beagles Liberate Fatale, I believe is how you pronounce that. I don't know how to pronounce Latin. Don't worry about it. It is a song that is going to play in various forms throughout this game, and it's actually a really good mood setter for a lot of the scenes in this game. Mm. On a whole, Final Fantasy VIII's music, I think, is a step down for the series, but boy, when it hits, it hits. <laughs> uh, so it starts with a beach with waves rolling in uh, that Nomura insisted on, apparently, to see if the team <laughs> could do it. Uh, okay, sure. Which they could. Congratulations. Yeah. And the words, I will be here. And a qu person asking, what do you mean? You don't know who these people are, but then you cut to a woman in black hair wearing a blue dress as she stands among a field of flowers. Feathers show up, circle around her. Then you turn, then it flies up into a sky that immediately turns stormy. Where the feather disappears, a lightning strike happens, and then a blade falls and hits the ground. A blade that for some reason has a revolver, like a revolver cylinder in the in the base of the in like basically the hilt of the mm -hmm. sword. <laughs> and then the words Final Fantasy VIII show up. And then you see a very try-hard looking boy wearing a black leather jacket and black leather pants with a brown hair with a fur trim, pick up the sword, and immediately start dueling another youth with blonde hair, a white trench coat, and basically just looking like the diametric opposite, also wielding mm -hmm. one of these swords, called a gunblade. These are Squall Leonhardt and Seifer Alamesti, respectively. They duel, eventually Seifer gets the upper hand, gashes Squall in his face, giving him a scar along the bridge of his nose. Squall in his anger does the exact same to Seifer, and as we see that, we see uh, Squall fall towards the young woman we saw earlier. Then it just cuts out, and we just <laughs> wake up next morning. Squall's just hanging out in the infirmary, and he's woken up by the doc, who's like, "Boy, you you took that one hard. That's weird." Anyways, today's the day of your uh, field exam. I'm gonna call your teacher over here, and then his teacher shows up, and the second cutscene of the entire game. We see a blonde woman with her hair done up in a ponytail, looking incredibly formal in her uniform, with glasses, uh, and I think cowboy boots, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. She walks on in, takes a look at Squall, and just shakes her head, and we meet our second of our player characters, uh, Quistus Trippe. Probably not pronounced that, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Quist I gotta say, um... Boy, Nomura was worried about people getting horny over Renoa. Yeah. And I don't I don't know how he was worried about Renoa and just had a blind spot for Kistis. <laughs> yeah. Like, like really? Really? The that one's the one? You think? Okay. 
Yeah, no, no. Listen, he just wanted to make sure Renoa was only cute. He just was yeah. like, and then I'm going to make the sexy t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> and it's going to get only get weirder from there. Yeah. Oh, boy, will it? Oh, will it? So, yeah, uh, Quistis is an 18-year-old prodigy. She is a member of Balam Garden, which is this a military academy that everyone is in. Balam Garden is a place that basically is both a boarding school and a military academy and installation. Essentially, mm. people go there at a young age, usually when they're children, in order to learn not only the arts and humanities, but also how to kill people very effectively. Cool. Uh, upon a graduation, they are allowed to take the Seed Entrance Exam. Seed is the name of the mercenary soldiers that they are. It's spelled capital S, lowercase e-e, capital D. It is not an acronym. It does not mean anything. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, Quistis is a prodigy at age 15, the youngest age you could possibly apply to be a seed. She did so, passed, and became an instructor. And she's in her first year of being an instructor. Uh, she's basically noted for being incredibly bad at her job. <laughs> mm. This is canonical in-game, and boy, how is she going to prove it? <laughs> Why do they keep her around, then? Oh, don't worry. She's going to get fired. Oh. Shortly, <laughs> shortly into the start of the game, actually. Okay. It's great. Good. So she's a strong energy. Strong energy, yeah. Quistis is definitely has, like, a child prodigy who just absolutely fails when, like, faced with real-world problems written all over her. Mm. So she picks up Squall because today's the day of the seed field exam, and he needs to go take it. Otherwise, he cannot actually go and take his exam the following day. You have to pass your field exam before you can take the seed exam. If you pass the seed exam, you can become a cool mercenary that earns money. So she's like, hey, listen, man, I'm going to help you out. We got to go and basically defeat a giant monster. And if you defeat that giant monster, you can take the exam. Now, this is when the idea of the Guardian Forces come into play. So Guardian Forces are giant monsters that are sentient. Uh, they can consist of everything from literally giant, like, holy machines to mm -hmm. giant dog monsters to dragons to uh, literally Balam Garden itself, essentially. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty great. Uh, and basically, by getting a hold of these things, they can basically make themselves incorporeal and put themselves inside of people. When they're inside people... They can basically allow them to do things like use magic, strengthen their abilities, and what have you. They're an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool that also has a lot of criticism from people like outside of um, out of seed and whatnot. Mm. Uh, basically, there's rumors that they can cause you to lose your memory or have other like negative effects on you. And so Balam Garden, uh, which is the name of the academy they're at, uh, is the only place that actually uses them. So, so, so just to be clear, they are training their soldiers to harness a spiritual force that can have detrimental effects on their mind. Yes, basically. I see. Yeah, yeah. No, this is um, this is going to be intentional. I'm pretty sure, as okay. we'll find out. Okay. So, it's always not always going to be intentional, but nobody's going to have actually a problem with it when it's kind of revealed to be intentional. There's a man who's in this game whose name's going to be Sid Kramer, and he is a war criminal. But everyone's going to be <laughs> fine with him. So they go. I love. I love that you can write the spectrum of Sids from like pretty cool dude to 
kind of a huge asshole to actively terrible person. Yeah, and the funny thing is that when you really think about it, because I, I was thinking about this earlier today, the vast mm. majority of SIDS are bad people. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like, they might end up, like, working with you or being good people, but, like, it's like Final Fantasy II SIDS, fine. He, he's just, he's mm. a capitalist. He, he operates an airship, like, right. trading network. That's whatever, man. Yeah. Final Fantasy SIDS, fine. He, like, helps raise you. Final Fantasy IV SIDS, pretty cool. Like, he technically works for the Evil Empire, but the second, like, the Evil Empire screws you over, he's like, man, nah, I'm on your team. Right. Uh, he gabs, grabs an explosive and jumps off the airship, blows up, and then survives. Rad. Uh, Final Fantasy V uh, Sid is the reason why the crystals blow up, so he sucks. <laughs> Final Fantasy VI Sid uh, ends up creating an energy source out of sentient beings and then comes to, very belatedly to the realization that maybe that's a bad thing. Mm. Final Fantasy VII Sid is a wife beater. <laughs> and Final Fantasy VIII Sid is a war criminal. Final Fantasy IX Sid ends up being like maybe the best because his worst crime is that he cheated on his wife. Like, yeah, he's he's relatively fine. It's relatively fine, but um, but yeah. So they have to go to this cave and they have to defeat Infrit, which is a guardian force, and they do that. It's great. Um, I don't know why Squall gets special treatment from his teacher to go do this, but he does. So with that, he passes. He's able to go on the cool like seed field exam. And Alex, you're probably wondering, what is the like actual like seed exam? I would be, except I think I know what it is. What if we just took a bunch of like barely trained soldiers, threw them to an active battlefield, and if they survived and did well enough, okay, cool, I guess we'll pay you now. Yeah, rad. You see, Alex, when I be when I was like training to be a nurse, they actually make you take patients. It's residency, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. um you basically were working for free, and I thought that sucked. Mm. I think this is worse. It's At least I didn't get shot kind of at. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they all gather together and Quistus is like, okay, it's going to be a team of three. And Squall, you're going to be a part of, I guess, let's just call them Team B. And Team B is going to consist of, it's going to be like the failure team. It's really great. Okay. Because Squall is going to team up with the third player character you're going to find, and that is Zell Dinks. Oh. Zell is insufferable. I know nothing about. I have never like seen a scene with Zell. Mm -hmm. I know basically nothing about him except what he looks like. I hate Zell. Mm -hmm. Zell is the worst. Oh yes, and for those of you at home, Zell is a man who wears like a jacket with rolled up sleeves, like a track jacket almost. Uh, incredibly baggy shorts with sneakers. He has blonde hair that's short but slicked straight up, and he has, for some reason, Mike Tyson's tattoo on his face, <laughs> or at least a very similar version of it. Um, yep. He's introduced by basically like. He's like a martial artist. He's like doing martial arts moves and he does like backflips, like lands, points at his face, gives a smile. And like Squall immediately is like, hey, can I have like anybody else in my team? <laughs> and Quist is like, no, you can't. And like Zell's whole thing is like, he's super peppy and happy and he's like really gonna like, he's super gung ho, man. He's gonna do everything, totally upbeat and whatnot. He also cannot keep his mouth shut. He's easy mm -hmm. to trigger. Like he gets angry at a drop of the hat. And uh, he's going to be one of the reasons why nearly everybody dies, uh, including all of his friends and family, about halfway through the game. So, cool. he's great. Rad. So, who's going to lead this team? Why, Squall's 
arch-rival Seifer. We find out that Seifer, by the way, is a complete piece of shit who constantly fails, constantly does not follow orders, and is deliberately belligerent. Uh, he is always trailed by his friends Fujin and Rajin. Um, Fujin being basically just a giant muscular man who's like tough but dumb, and Fujin being a small diminutive woman who just speaks in all caps, single words. <laughs> She'll say things like rage or disobey. Uh, Fujin's great. I actually like her. Uh, yeah, she has- she- She's she's fun. She's fun. So yeah, they decided to put this man, who by the way also leads the disciplinary committee at Balam Garden, despite the fact that he breaks all the rules. Uh, what is this school? Right? They put him in charge of this team and put him in charge of people. It's great. I love it. And that's this is like a worse version of Naruto's ninja school. Right? And it's- I didn't think that was possible. It turns out it is, Alex. <laughs> turns out it is. So that's what we're introduced to Sid Kramer. Sid is a man in a white uh, button-down shirt with a red vest. He looks very, like, 1990s Robin Williams-esque. Mm. Okay. Uh, and yeah, he is the headmaster of Balam Garden. He's basically there to basically tell him, like, hey, listen, you're going to be going to this place called Dalit. It's being invaded by uh, a republic called Galbadia. We're there to repel them. That is our job. If you fail and die, don't worry. The seeds that are actually there are going to succeed. So don't worry about failing. Just uh, do your best. Anyways, bye. So this country was like, hey, we're being fucking invaded. Can we pay you to help us stop this invasion? And they were like, absolutely. Listen, we're going to have some newbies on site for some on-the-job training. But... (laughs) But yeah, you know, don't worry about it. We'll also have the real, we'll have the adults to fix things too. Yeah, we will also have the proper professionals. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's it's great. Oh god, okay. So they all get on a boat and go speed off the Dalit, and they basically do like a naval landing there. That is absolutely mm. cool. Oh my god, the cutscene in that. It's rad. It's really rad. It's so good, man. It's so good. I've never seen a landing craft do, like, a sick jump, but somehow does. And you know what? <laughs> all the better. Yeah. So, you know, Squall, Zell, and Seifer all fight their way through, and they, like, secure this central square, which is what they're supposed to do. And then they're told to just wait. But they see that this, like, um, this tower, this, like, communications tower is being activated by Galvanian soldiers. And so Seifer's like, I'm bored. Let's just go up there and do it. Let's just, let's just fight them, man. Okay, and, sure. And Zell's like, but isn't that disobeying orders? Is like, what, you want to stay here? And Squall's like, yeah, no, I, I agree, Seifer. Let's go do this. I'm going to follow your orders, man. What do you mean you agree with Seifer? Well, his, you... okay. his, his whole thing is that he's like, hey, no, I'm going to follow his orders because he's our captain, so I'm supposed to follow orders. Okay. Which is technically correct. But they also, like, despite being rivals, also bro out because Squall's like, man, when I'm around you, I feel like I can do anything. And what? like, yeah, Zell's like, this is, don't you hate each other? I don't. Okay, whatever, man. So they all run up to his communications tower. Like, uh, Seifer runs off ahead to go fight all the soldiers. Um, like, he like, asks Squall's, like, hey, do you have a dream? And Squall's like, no. It's like, maybe one day I'll tell you my romantic dream. It's gonna be great. Runs off. Trailing behind him is a woman with some very uh, Meg Ryan hair, except the brunette. Mm. Uh, and this young woman is trying to flag him down with a message. We're introduced when she is on, to- on a cliff and immediately falls off the cliff. Falls on her face, gets up, 
sticks her tongue out and is like, Hi! Hello! How's it going? My name's Selfie! I'm Selfie Timmit! I'm the fourth player character! Selfie is a transfer student from Travia Garden, another of one of these, uh, you know, military academies. And her entire thing is that she is peppy and crazy and she eats all the sugar and she cannot stop bouncing off the walls. She is, should be insufferable, but somehow really isn't. Yeah, I feel like Selfie gets a worse rap than she probably should. Yeah, she, she's kind of fine. She actually ends up making more reasonable decisions over the course of this game than mm. the vast majority of the cast, honestly. Right. So yeah, she's she's actually kind of fine. And on the on the like peppy girl scale, she's like below Riku but still above Yuffie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it probably also helps that Renoa's in this game. And Oh yeah, that's true. And so, you know, anybody's going to look better next to Renoa. So yeah. She's like, "Hey, I have a message for y'all. Where's your leader?" Like Tower. It's like, "We should go in there." So to go in there, they have to fight like this monster. Uh, they fight him off. They find that Galbadi has activated the, like the tower and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why are they doing that? And then that's when Selfie's like, oh, by the way, you have 20 minutes to get out of here. We, we're withdrawing. They're like, oh, crap. So they all run back. They get chased by a giant spider mech that tries to kill them. Uh, Quistis, like gets on like a, a cool machine gun and guns them down in another incredibly cool cutscene. And they all leave to get out of there. And, like, upon their arrival back, they're like, boy, we probably failed, didn't we? Yeah. In fact, Seifer is told straight up, yeah, you failed, buddy. <laughs> Disobeyed orders. Good job. And so we find out that uh, Squall, Selfie, and Zell all ended up passing. Congratulations. Um, in a nice little moment, like, Seifer and his friends actually, like, congratulate him. Like, they basically like, clap robe or whatnot. And it's like, oh, man, everything is nice and brotherly. That's cool. And so we find out that, hey, there's going to be a cool party to, like, celebrate everybody graduating, and they all go to this party. Um, and Squall's being, like, a loner, just hanging mm. out by himself, when he sees across the dance floor a woman in a white dress who then, like, gestures towards him. And he's like, oh, man, she's kind of cute. So this woman walks over and is like, hey, you're the cutest guy here. We should dance. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> Fair reasonable response yeah but then she's like you're going to like me and he's like no i'm not she's like anyway i'm just gonna pull you out on the dance floor so they go out on the dance floor squall shows off his sick moves it's great um but eventually he goes outside to get some air and like in comes in quistus who's like hey how's it going by the way i'm not i'm not a teacher anymore they fired me i'm just a seed now just like you maybe we'll be on a mission Squall's like, great, go away. She's like, you know, I heard there's some students that are hanging out at training centers. There's a secret area to go to, like, drink alcohol and break rules. We should go there. He's like, what? Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's like, she's like, listen, this is your last official order. You're going to go with me to this place. He's like, God, fine, whatever. So they go. Okay, this hang on, hang on. It's a, this is okay. Wait, why are they going to explain why she was fired? She was fired because she's a terrible instructor who's, like, mo the vast majority of her students failed the test. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically. Who decided, I... who decided to put Seifer in charge of the team. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that part was probably on her. I feel like she should be, like, a student president role more than a teacher role. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. That probably would have worked better. Also, the fact that they were like, hey, you're fired as an instructor. You're just a elite soldier now. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to prove to be a mistake later, too. But OK, you know. great. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She she gets demoted, basically. But we're not going to fire her quite yet. We're going to see if she can turn this around. Spoilers, she's not. So. No, OK. So they immediately go off to this, like, training center place. And it's like this romantic overlook. She's like, hey, yeah, boy, uh. Got fired. That really sucks. I'm a really vulnerable woman in a vulnerable position right now. Young man uh, who's a year younger than me. And is also was your student until this afternoon. I don't know why I got fired. Anyways, you want to listen to my story? And Squall's like, nope. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what do you want me to say? She's like, I, I just want you to listen. He's like, you listen, man. This is, you should talk to a wall. He literally said, why don't you talk to a wall and just leaves? Damn. And like, Quizzes tries to turn his around. It's like, hey, sometimes, Squall, you're going to have to rely on people. And it's like, yeah, but I probably wouldn't have been their teacher and then wasn't and just weirdly decided to come on to them. Again, class president role would have made this scene a lot less awkward. It really would have, but nope. So, yeah. Next day, literally the next day, Squall gets his first real assignment. So Sid comes down and is like, hey, buddy, listen, got you an assignment. You're going to go to this place called Timber. Timber was a country that was taken over by Galbadia. They have a resistance force there. They're not paying us a whole lot for this. We're only going to send you, Zell, and Selfie. You're going to be the team leader. Just go there and follow the orders, okay? He's like, cool. So they go, they get on a train. We learn that Selfie really loves trains, which mm. I, feel, I feel you, girl. I love sure. trains, too. Trains are cool. Yeah, and they go and uh, they are just hanging out in the cabin where all of a sudden they all just get like a ringing in the ears and pass out. And that's when we're introduced to the greatest character in the game, Laguna Lore. Mm. So they seem to be in the Forest of Timber and these, we find these three Galbadian soldiers, Laguna Lore, um, Kiro Siegel, and uh, Ward, whose last name is Zalbak. Ward Zalbak. So Laguna, Kiros, and Ward are best buddies. Laguna, who has like basically looks like Squall with long hair. Uh, mm. Kiros, um, one of the only African characters in the game, I believe. And Ward, who's just like a big bulking dude. Uh, they're really great. Kiros fights with like um, with blades on his hand on his arms. Ward throws like a harpoon. Laguna, wackiest weapon in the game, a machine gun. Oh wow. Yeah, he's, he's the one person who's like... I, I, can't, I can't believe he's the only one who was like, hey, we have guns. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, everyone else... I should actually explain also, like, everyone else, like, doesn't use, like, guns or whatnot. Like, everyone else's weapons are, like, relatively normal. Like, mm -hmm. Selfie uses, like, nunchucks, you know. Uh, Quistus uses a whip. Uh, right. Squall has a really weird weapon, the gun blade, which you think is, like, a gun that could also shoot? No. No. Basically, what you do is you slice somebody, you then pull the trigger, which then causes an explosion in the gun, which just causes the gun, the, vi the sword to vibrate and right. does more damage. Which I want to say was an actual thing that was invented. It might have been. Might have been. I think, like, it was an early, like, melee weapon using black powder. Hmm. I, I think that might have been a real thing that was at least conceptually created. I could believe that. And regardless, it's really, really cool. 
I like yes. the gun blade an awful it looked, lot. It looks super sick. There's a reason it's one. It was added to Final Fantasy 14 because everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that thing's cool." You need the gun blade. Gun blade, cool. It doesn't it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense? <laughs> it makes zero sense. Everything with way the it's it's held basically. It's basically like if you had a gun, but they attached a sword to the end, but like not like a yeah. bayonet, an actual sword. Yeah, like a you, full saber. Yeah, so you have this like weird pistol grip thing that. The center of gravity has to be completely off. Uh, it's, it's it's so messed up. It's a dumb weapon. I love it. Anyways, they're like all just running through to try to find these Timber soldiers. And you immediately get the idea that Lagoon is an idiot. Because <laughs> he's like, uh, I think the soldiers are over here. And like, Kiros is like, did you look at the map? He's like, I I did. And I think we're in the wrong area. He's like, oh, well, what? Can you like, look at the map? He's like, I, I kind of dropped it. Ah. <laughs> uh, and they're like, uh, oh, Laguna. And like, it's really great because they basically just sit there to um Kuros awards exist to give laguna shit 24 7 mm. and i love it like they actually seem like they're legit friends yeah 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 eventually laguna's like ah well screw it how about we just leave and just go to the link city and just hang out in a bar <laughs> <laughs> so they completely just skirt their duties literally leave an entire country <laughs> go back to the link city have a drink in like a piano bar now this particular piano bar has this woman named Julia, a beautiful woman who has a dreams of singing that Laguna absolutely loves. Mm. Uh, he goes up to try to introduce himself to her, gets cramps, and like just like has to walk away, like very pathetic. Like it's great, but Julia is taken by him, invites him up to her hotel room. Like Laguna basically talks about how he wants to be a journalist. He's gonna be like so cool. He basically just talks the entire time. But this inspires Julia to like write a song and like go with her aspirations to be a singer, and they fall in love, and it's really nice. Anyways, they all end up, like, back in the present. Squall and the team wake up, and everyone's like, boy, that was really weird. Were we gassed? Man, I had really weird dreams. And, like, you see Squall's, like, inner monologues, like, man, yeah, I dreamt I was a moron. <laughs> but, yeah, and then somebody's like, man, but Mr. Laguna was so cool. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, uh, what does this mean? And Squall's like, eh, I don't think we can figure it out, so it's best not to think about it. This, there's, there's this weird shared dream that we had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Involving this place, we're about to go too. Sure, it means nothing. It's probably Guardian Force stuff. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be great. Anyways, they arrive in Timber, they meet up with the Forest Owls, and they are immediately invited onto basically their war train. And so on this train, they're like introduced, they introduce themselves to like Squall. Like, this is supposed to be like a rundown, shabby operation, so like, Squall and his team aren't that impressed. But mm. they're like, well, where's your leader? It's like, oh, the princess is back in her room. Squall, you need to go wake her up. Uh, be careful, though. She gets really feisty when she hasn't had her nap. And so he walks back there, and he finds out it's the woman he met at the party. And her name is Renoa. Renoa is a character. She sure is. She is a 16-year-old. She is the youngest member of the cast. Uh, the leader of the resistance group, Forest Owls, who is incredibly peppy and is a child. She is a child. <laughs> that is her personality. She basically, like, immediately when she meets, like, Squall for the second time, she jumps up, like, like basically, like, jumps into his arms, pirouettes around him. And, like, it's like, oh, man, I'm so excited. Finally, we can do all sorts of cool stuff, like fight bad guys and things. I have no plan for anything. Ah, oh, I fly by the seat of my pants, and now you're going to you're gonna help me. Yay! And Squall's like, oh, this is a mistake, isn't oh. it? 
Squall immediately hates Renoa. And it's gonna slowly change because the plot dictates it, but <laughs> it's not a good first impression she has. Yeah. So she, uh, by the way, is one of the few characters in this game who does fight with a weird weapon. She basically has like a boomerang launcher. It's weird. Mm. Mm. Um, so they all like go back and they go over their like plan. And the plan is that, oh, Vinzer Deling, the the dictator of Galbadia, is going to be in Timber to do something. He's going to be on a train. So they created an entire replica of the train car, and they're going to do this elaborate train switching thing where they're going to, like, uncouple the trains, hook their train on, take the president car, leave the fake president car with a fake president in it, and then go and interrogate the president themselves and hold him for, I don't know, ransom or something. Shouldn't you just, like, board the train, grab him, and leave on a helicopter or something? Yeah, I think so, but uh, they don't have a helicopter, but they do have the ability to fabricate... Uh, Realistic looking train cars. An entire second train to swap a moving train with another moving train. Yes. Okay. Yep. And so you have this cool mission where you do that. Um, turns out, though, that the it actually isn't the president on board. It's a fake president. And uh, oh. it, to be fair, Renault's entire plan is just to be like, uh, you should leave Timber, please. Oh, no, you're a zombie monster. So they get back to the base and they're like, well, that's failed. But uh, they're going to go and... It turns out he's going to make, like, a big address at the, the radio station that's at uh, Timber. Oh, wow, that's crazy. It's the first time in 17 years that we've been able to do, like, wireless transmissions. Um, for reasons that are going to be completely insane when we get to them. Oh, boy. Okay, well, we got to figure out a plan. Let's all get in the corner and just sit down and huddle. And so, like, Squall and his entire team are like, this is stupid as hell. So Squall walks over and is like, hey, can I see our contract? Because I need to know if we have an out. <laughs> Gets the contract and is like... Oh, hey, it says here that um, we're going to be with you in perpetuity until Timber is independent. Uh, That's uh, going to be a long time, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. So everyone is upset about this, except for the Four Styles. Four Styles are, they think that's rad. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, eventually they like decide, okay, we're going to just get into that uh, station. We're going to take... Uh, Deling hostage, and we're gonna like proclaim Timber's independence. We're gonna see what happens, and so they go and uh, try to do that. But along the way, Squall basically just gets tired of Renoa's shit and is like, "You don't have any plans. You don't know what you're doing. You just huddle on the ground and like figure out a plan on the fly. How do you think that makes us feel?" And it's like, Squall, buddy, they they came up with an, this weird elaborate train car thing, created mm -hmm. an entire weird random fake train car. They actually, have, I'm not gonna say it's a good plan, but they. they that's a lot of work. They got gumption. Yeah. I, they got, like, a lot of initiative. Like, mate, with a little direction, they mm -hmm. could probably... Yeah, it'd probably turn be Turn that fine. into a lot. Yeah. But Squall tells Renoa that, and she gets upset and runs off in a huff. Just in time for the broadcast to start, because they're outside the broadcast tower. There's a big screen. Uh -huh. And... It should be noted that on the screen before it starts, there's a bunch of static. But the static is like, you will not forget me. I will be back one day. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's really ominous. Oh, mm. Yeah. On the PlayStation, you cannot read that. Yeah, on, no, I, I imagine not. But uh, people did pull the text files, uh, the, like the image files out, and were like, oh, wow. Oof. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, 
So Delink shows up on screen. He's like, hey, yeah, first time we've done a broadcast in 17 years. Before, we used to use cables, but now we could just broadcast this all over the world. I got an announcement. Is that true? Sorry, is that true for like Timber or the entire empire? The entire empire, yeah. Oh, um, wow. 17 years, all radio transmissions basically became jammed. And so they had to lay cables everywhere. So only like the major cities could be communicated between. Mm. And so this allows them to reach all the small settlements because Delink has a message of peace. See, okay. Galbadi's been invading everywhere and whatnot to strengthen their position, but they're now going to bring everyone together to basically figure out a peace plan. And his ambassador is going to lead the, pro- the procession. His mm-hmm. ambassador is this sorceress Idea. And so sorceresses have a bit of a negative connotation in this world. Mm-hmm. Sorceresses are women who basically are the people who are able to use magic. Right. Normal people are able to use magic called paramagic by basically using machines to draw magic for the surroundings, but uh-huh. she's just able to just do stuff, man. Gotcha. And there's only a few sorcerers in the world. Sorceresses, when they die, have to pass on their powers to somebody else. Uh, if they don't pass on their powers, they literally can't die and live in agony. Oh, okay. Fun. So they are basically looked upon with suspicion and fear because they have a tendency to kidnap people in order to allow themselves to die. Oh. I I feel like you could just open applications for that kind of thing. You'd think so, but I feel no. like a lot of people would sign up to be one of the few people who could use natural magic in the world. You would think so, but sorceresses also have another bad rap because for a long time Galbadia was at war with a futuristic place called Esther. Esther was led by a dictator sorceress by name of Dell was kidnapping children all over the place and basically was like wiping entire towns off the map oh yeah before she before esther just withdrew and like all their forces and mysteriously like disappeared um or disappeared back behind their borders i should say uh-huh. so sources have a bad rap so the fact that adea is here is like oh no mm. adea by the way has her hair up in a bun she has like a lot of veins on like the side of her face but like has like a plunging neckline dress that sticks goes all the way to the ground, long spindly fingers. She is very much a Lady Dimitrescu sort of looking character. Mm-hmm. I love the hell out of it, how Adia looks. Great, great design. Great design. Now, before she can come on and introduce herself, though, all of a sudden, Seifer busts in and takes the president hostage. And it's like, oh, no. And then Quissa shows up and she's like, ah, stay back. He's going to do something crazy. Uh, Timber team, you need to come here and help. So What? Her- yeah. So they all run into the um, run in and into the building and whatnot, and they're like, "Yeah, man, Seifer, when he heard that it was just three of you being sent out to fight an entire revolution, was like, that's really stupid. Busted out of detention and came to find y'all. Yeah, kind of crazy, right? Anyways, uh, we need. I'm to- sorry, did you say busted out of detention? Yeah, yeah, because he was he was uh you know being held in detention at uh, at right. Garden. Yeah, yeah, is. Is that like military detention or just high school detention? You know, it's not clear. I like to think it <laughs> okay. was high school detention. Probably. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what Seifer's plan is here, but to be fair, he's done more work than Squall has, so good on him. Yeah, true. So like, Zell's like, you idiot! If you do, if you do this, they're gonna hurt. They're gonna hurt us. And Seifer's like, shut up, idiot! Don't don't say Valid. what you're about to say. And then Zell's like, they're going to hurt the garden. And then Deling's like, oh, the garden, huh? Yep. We're going to blow that up now. Yep. And Zell, and like, Seifer's like, you idiot. 
God, God damn it. And so Adea shows up and is like, oh, hey, boy, how you doing? He's like, stop calling me boy. He's like, you need a mommy, don't you, boy? He's what? like, she doesn't say that, but it's Adea. Uh -huh. That is the tone, man. Okay, got it. And he's like, actually, I might. Like, how about you walk through me through the, with me through this solid wall? He's like, yep, sounds good to me, and does so. Cool. So everyone's like, oh no, Seifer's captured, what's gonna happen? That's crazy. Anyways, they all have to escape, um, Kipper, because they're now wanted criminals. Mm -hmm. And sort of like, okay, well, what are we gonna do? Okay, well, when things go bad, our priority is to go to the nearest garden and just hang out there. And the nearest one is Galbadia Garden. So we're gonna go there, hang out there, um, and hopefully bad things won't happen to our home. Zell, you dipshit, idiot, <laughs> child, go, I swear to God, you would drown in a puddle. Anyways, so they go to this forest on the way there. Like, is basically like, man, you don't care about us. Like, you don't care about your teammates either. Zell feels really bad about, you know, nearly getting everyone killed, including all your friends and family, and you're treating him very callously. It's like, yeah, no, it's, yeah, for a good reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's an yep. idiot. And so while that's happening, like, Squall eventually, like, passes out uh, along with uh, two other people. And Zell's like, and like, Renault's like, well, what the hell happened? And Zell's like, oh, uh, I think they went to the Dream World. And they did! They're back from Laguna! And they're, like, fighting, like, extra soldiers in this weird crystal pillar. And so, like, they, like, go through set of pratfalls and whatnot. Eventually, they have to, like, escape. And, like, both um, Kiros and Ward get, like, badly injured. Like, Laguna throws them off a cliff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because there's, like, ships down below that we're going right, to rescue right. And, like, Laguna's about to do that as well. But he trips off the cliff, hits every rock on the way down, breaks every <laughs> bone in his body. And that's where the dream ends. Awesome. So everyone wakes up and they're like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Well, what do you think this is? Squall's like, I don't know. Anyways, we got a mission. Let's just go. <laughs> it's like, you really should examine this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, probably. It might be important. Mm-hmm. So they get to the garden and everyone's told, hey, listen, don't worry about it. They determined that the, all of this was just because of Seifer. He's an idiot. It's his fault. It's not the garden's fault. They weren't trying to kill anybody. So you all are fine. Nobody's going to die. Zell. <laughs> Bad news. Seifer's been executed. And everyone's all sad. Oh. Uh, we we learned that uh, Renoa briefly dated Seifer for a while. Wait, what? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a year ago. When she was 15. When did that ha How did that happen? Why did that happen? I don't know. And they never explained. Well, okay. No, they do explain. Renoa's been trying for like years to get Sid to send people... Like oh. to help her out, and so I guess they just hooked up. I guess so I don't know. She's she's just been around Balam Garden, mm -hmm. and uh, okay, and okay, yeah, pretty much. And so we like learn all that. And Cloud's not Cloud. She's Squall is like, man, is how everybody's gonna think of me when I'm gone. Think of me in the past tense. Be all sad, man. I hate that. I wouldn't want people to think of that me like that. And people are like Squall, what's wrong? It's like. He's like, I'm not going to let the people think about me in the past tense. Runs out. <laughs> it's really great. The, oh, man. This game is filled with just weird people. You know what this game's problem is? Is it plays it too straight? Mm-hmm. It really does. Uh, like, a little bit of self-awareness of how weird everyone in its world is would go a long way. It really would. And that's a funny thing. Like, with the Laguna dream sequences... 
that is exactly how they do that. Yeah. Like, there is so much, like, weird shit that's, like, poked fun at in, like, Laguna's, like, weird dreams and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, with, like, Squall and team, it is completely straight. So, like, when Squall, like, trying to be his, like, stoic, badass sort of self, like, ends up, like, giving in to his worries and whatnot. Yeah, it comes off as so weird. It's great. <laughs> so, it, it should also be noted, by the way, that all during this time, Squall's been having, like, weird flashbacks to his childhood when he lived at, like, weird Roman ruins, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, hoping that his sis will come back to him one day and whatnot. And we also see sometimes images of a young woman wearing, like, a blue top and, like, white, uh, like, a white skirt, like, being like, hey, don't worry, man, I'll I'll come see you soon. Like, it's really weird and mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, though, they're all called, all, his entire team's called out to the front, and, like, the leader of the garden comes out, and he's like, hey, listen, we got a mission for you. I talked to uh, my friend Sid, and the fact is the sorceress here is kind of bad. We think that uh, the leader of Galbadia, uh, Vincent Deling, is probably under her control. So we're going to assassinate the sorceress, and we're going to send you to do that. And it's, uh? Yeah. Yeah, right? And it's like... Okay, question one. Mm-hmm. Can you assassinate a sorceress? Yes. Okay. Well, So they can be killed. Yes. Well, okay. I, I mean, I guess they would be mortally wounded until they wandered to the nearest girl and went, you have my power now. But, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah, uh, this is going to be an incredible bad plan, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, so, okay, you want to take on one of the literally most powerful people in the world, not, like, influentially or politically, like, raw power of destruction. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pick this barely graduated teenager who kind of almost failed his entrance exam Mm -hmm. or graduation exam and be like, yeah, you do it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Almost failed the entrance exam, failed the first mission is teaming up with his, uh, his teacher who got demoted Mm -hmm. and who's uh, essentially second to command nearly got his entire home destroyed. Yeah, they're the ones who are going to go and uh, murder the sorceress. Okay, the sorceress who just looked at a guy and was like, you work for me now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a bad plan. It's also a bad, yeah. it's also a bad plan because they're like, hey, you're going to do this via sniper. And Squall's like, we don't have a sniper. And he's like, don't worry, we got you. We're going to give you one of our best snipers. And that's when we meet right. our final player playable character, Irvine Canaeus. Irvine is a cowboy. He sure is. He dresses up like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> he is also the most Nomura design in the entire game because like, he has yeah. like a cowboy duster on whatnot, but like he doesn't wear a shirt underneath. He just mm. has a purple vest with no shirt underneath it. Something I did not realize until I played the remaster <laughs> recently and went, huh. Yep, that's that's a real Final Fantasy yeah. X Tetsuya Nomura classic there. Yep, sure is. Ah, very good. So his entire thing is that he's an expert sniper who's also a self-proclaimed ladies' man. By ladies' man, I mean he hits on anything with a skirt uh, to the point that is incredibly inappropriate. Mm. Um, that he proves within like five seconds. Although Selfie's kind of into it, so that's okay, I guess. Yeah, sure. But his big thing is like, I'm a loner. Nobody understands my tortured soul. Do you girls want to? Huh? Do, do you girls want to understand my tortured soul? No. Uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? Here's the thing. 
having Squall right there, <laughs> legitimately brooding and being like, no one gets me. Mm-hmm. And then having Irvine right next to him being like, hey, that's a good angle. I'm going to use that. Yeah, it really is. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I secretly kind of like Irvine. Uh, Ir- Irvine's fun. He is. He's inappropriate, but he's, like, fun. He is. He is. It should also be noted that, like, his, like, primary, like, personality trait of chases anything for the skirt is kind of Mm -hmm. dropped within two hours. Yeah. Like. You you can only do so much with it from a narrative standpoint. Very true. Very true. But, yeah, like, um, he also ends up being the butt of, like, the vast majority of jokes. Like, Squall will literally forget about him multiple times throughout the game. Nice. And Irvine be like, why am I always left out? Why, why, <laughs> come on, buddy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're like, okay, let's go and let's uh, do this. And so, like, they have to go and meet the general, the Galbadian army, uh, General Caraway, who's in on this plan. And we find out that General Caraway is actually Renoa's dad, which everyone's like, boy, that's really awkward that your daughter is... Uh, it, a, a rebel. He's like, yeah, it really is. Anyways, we got a murder of sources, so let's stop talking about that. Okay, sure. And so the plan is, is that Wall and Irvine are basically going to sneak into the presidential residence. There's going to be like this carousel thing that after this giant parade happens to celebrate the sources being the ambassador, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to lift up and give them the proper angle to shoot her. How they're going to shoot her is that they, she's going to basically go under the Arc de Triomphe, and mm-hmm. it the other team, led by Quistis, is going to shut the gates, completely alerting her, mm-hmm. but also trapping her. And then Irvine's going to take the shot. You know you don't have to trap someone to shoot them, right? You don't. And it's a float. It's not going to move fast. Yeah, that's the gate part of the plan is completely unnecessary. It is. This plan's messed up from the beginning. It's also messed up because, like, General Caraway takes all of his accomplices down into the street and explains to him in person what they're going to do. And it's like, buddy, there's no info set going on here, man. Right. Yeah. So they all go do that. He's like, oh, by the way, don't let Renoa actually in on this plan. She's literally 16. And they're like, yeah, don't worry. We don't plan to. Anyways, Renoa pouts about this. Um, mm. But she comes up with a plan. After Squall and Irvine leave, she's like, hey, listen, uh, Quistis, I got this bangle. It's called Odine Bangle. It apparently suppresses sorcerer's powers. Maybe we could use it. And Quistis is like, fucking, when are you going to do that? What are you going to, what are you going to, we're going to get close enough to do that. How are you going to get her to put it on? Your plan's stupid. You're stupid. Stop being stupid. I'm leaving. And then, like, Renoa gets sad. So Quistis goes to get into her position. She's like, oh, I feel real bad. Okay, you should feel bad, not because you were a, a, I don't know, a mean person to this girl you don't know, (laughs) but because in a rare event for this game, uh, she was right. Mm -hmm. We've established that these people are immortal. Yeah. And if you're going to shoot her in the head, the best you're going to do is lobotomize her Mm -hmm. and leave her magic-soaked body in a vegetative state, which, God... That sounds like a nightmare scenario. (laughs) Literally becoming a super fun site underneath the Arc de Triomphe. But magic. Yeah, right? Yeah, she she should feel bad. She should not leave her post, though. 
No, that's no, not a good plan. <laughs> and run halfway across town as the parade starts to apologize. It's a plan so bad that Zell's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wonder, how, you wonder how she got a job in the first place. Like, she cannot follow orders at all. No, no one can, it seems like. Yeah. And I guess he Except would... Squall, strangely enough. Yeah, Squall can follow orders. Squall consistently follows orders, and then he is constantly undermined by every one of his companions. And later, by his leaders, too. It's great. Great. So Quistus runs all the way back to the mansion. It's like, hey, Renault, I gotta apologize. But she's already long run out to escape to go do her plan. But when she runs in, the door closes behind her, and she's locked in. She's like, uh... It. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So long story short, they sneak out. They have to go through the sewers. They end up getting back up where they need to be just in time. Um, Renoa goes up to, like, basically introduce herself to Adea. It's like, hey, I got this bangle. You should wear this bangle. That'd be cool, right? And Adea's like, what if instead I use telekinetic powers to basically smash you into a wall... And cool. then just possess you. <laughs> oh. That's cool. So she walks up to basically give a speech to like the entire masses and like President Deling's like next to her. She's like, Oh, you fools, you idiots. You think of us as evil. Well, you don't know what true evil is. Soon you're gonna know suffering. I'm going to literally kill all of you. And they're like, Yay! Hmm. <laughs> okay. And President Thing's like, hey, Adea, uh, you want to calm that down? And then she just stabs him in the chest, lifts him up, throws him to the side. He's like, I'm going to do that to all of you. And they're like, yay! <laughs> so um, in supplemental material, it is revealed that apparently she cast a frenzy spell on the entire uh, crowd. Okay. That's never mentioned in game, so I just want to think they're just totally down with it. Yeah, him. they're just like, yeah, screw that guy. He sucked. He was a dictator. He got us into forever war with Fester. So she's like, man, what these people need is a sacrifice. So she literally gets some gargoyles to wake up to basically attack and eat Renoa. Oh. Yeah, and so she's basically left helpless for like, I believe, literally 15 minutes before Squall and, and Irvine can get in there and rescue her. Uh these weird gargoyles take forever to eat Renoa, so she lives. I mean, yeah, I guess they've just got, like, rock teeth and no esophagus? Yeah, they're like, I, we don't know what to do with her. We we don't have salivatory glands. We can't, like, break down food particles. We're literally just chewing. Yeah, we're just gonna just, I guess we'll just look at her for 15 minutes. This is real strange. <laughs> is, is, this, is this what life is? Yeah, it's pretty great. So they all get defeated. Renault's rescued. They go and get set up. Uh, Irvine gets his gun, sits in the corner. And he's like, Squall's like, oh, he must be concentrating. And then Irvine cracks and says, man, I can't do it. I, I can't shoot her. It's like, why can't you shoot her? It's like, I always, always freak out in situations like this, man. It's like, what, what do you mean you always freak out in situations like this? The, the situation that you're a specialist for? Yeah, right? And it's like, at this point, you're like, Oh, uh, y'all were just set up to fail, weren't you? Like, this is... Yeah. Like, Sid and leader of Galbadia Garden just got together and were like, man, this could be a funny-ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> we got together our worst students, and we just... What if we just kind of did this? It's like a real, like, like trading places sort of situation of, like, having, like... Mm -hmm. What if we got, like, our worst soldiers and we just threw them out there and just, you know, if they win, I'll give you five bucks. How's that sound? 
<laughs> it's real great. Anyways, eventually Squall snaps him out of it. The gate's closed. Idea is visibly alarmed. Uh, Irvine shoots. He's on target. Mm-hmm. Except Idea blocks it with magic. Because she's alerted to the right. fact that she's about to be assassinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you idiots. And so Squall's like, all right, don't worry. I'm just going to go down there and just fight her myself. Which she does. Yeah? Yeah? Is that your new plan? That's the new plan. Uh, he fails. He gets stabbed yeah. twice uh, and okay. is left for dead. Mm-hmm. So everybody wakes up uh, in basically a giant drill prison uh, that's run by little, like, lions? Little, like, bipedal lions named Moombas who basically okay. make very cute noises. They're great. Sure. Oh, by the way, Seifer's there, too. I forgot. Seifer's now, like, the Sorcerer's Knight. Okay, um, cool. And he's, like, torturing Squall. He's like, hey, you need to tell me what seed is. You know, they gotta give you a secret message, right? And uh, Squall's like, what? No, they're just, it's, we're mercenaries. He's like, liar! Also, by the way, you're a dirty mercenary. I'm an honorable knight. What do you think about that? And Squall's like, I don't care. Stop shocking me, please. <laughs> so, long story short, they all break out, mostly because, um, well, they literally go like, hey, somebody's sick. Guard comes in. Zell beats him up because his weapons are his fists. And uh, they manage to get out. But not before they realize all the Moombas keep saying Laguna over and over. And they're like, huh, that's Laguna, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Strange. Also, they then end up having another dream where they find that Laguna has recovered six months after, you know, basically hitting every rock on the way down to a cliff and somehow right. not drowning. And he's basically been recovering in a place called Wind Hill, small little town, uh, under the care of a woman named Rain, who finds him very annoying. And we see there's this little girl named Alone there. Alone is, like, very precocious and cute and whatnot, and she's an orphan. Anyways, uh, Laguna is so grateful to everybody that he's been basically hanging around to be, uh, like, more or less like a hero to help people out, uh, mm-hmm. because all the men got sent off to fight at war. Uh, and, like, Hero shows up and, like, teams up with him to, like, help out, just see what he's doing. Uh, we find out that basically he's been putting off going back to, like, the Galbadia army. Uh, right. And since he Put that off and never contacted uh, the singer Julia. She just eventually felt that he died and oh. got together with General Caraway. So Julia's Renault's mom, by the way. So, hey. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So we find out that Rain secretly likes Laguna. Laguna secretly likes Rain. And Laguna really doesn't want to leave. He actually really loves his little life, kind of, you know, being with Rain and taking care of alone. And he doesn't want anything mm. to change. And it's really sweet. So they all escape the drill prison. Uh, back in present day. And we find out that, oh, they're going to launch missiles at uh, Travia Garden and Balam Garden. That's just what they're going to do. Uh, we also find out that Galbadia Garden has been now taken over by Idea. It's now her personal base. Oh, okay. So they're like, okay, let's go to the missile base to stop it. Unfortunately, they fired the missiles at Travia Garden and Selfie's like really sad. So she's like, all right, I'm going to go in that missile base to stop those missiles. And so they go, her and two other people go there while Squall, Renoa, and somebody else goes back to Balam Garden to basically warn them that there's going to be missiles on the way. So uh, they sneak in there. They basically sabotage the missiles. Uh, they don't prevent them from firing entirely. Uh, the base self-destructs while they're in it, and they're like, oh, I guess we're going to die now uh, after defi- like destroying a giant machine. Uh, and yeah, they're presumably dead. Hmm, that sucks. Bye, Selfie. Anyways. Yeah, unfortunate. So they get back to Balam Garden, they find it complete chaos, because it turns out the Garden Master is trying to find Headmaster Sid, 
because they want to kill Sid and present him to Idea in order to keep the garden from being destroyed. And, her lo- okay. and, and so Squall's like, who the hell's the garden master? So after Squall gets everything cleared up and defeats like the garden masters, like soldiers, he finds uh, Sid and is like, hey, listen, buddy, missiles on the way. He's like, dang, that sucks. Uh, I heard there's something in the basement that might help us. So you should go down checking it out. So they go down to the basement. They activate this giant machine that turns out allows the garden to turn into a giant flying mobile fortress. Cool. Which it does. It picks up, it flies away, missile slam into where it was, and everyone's safe. Uh, except for one slight problem. They don't know how to steer it. Oh. Hmm. So it just ends up slamming into a, a coal, like basically an ocean city by the name of Fisherman's Horizon. Okay, so I'm guessing this flying fortress wasn't standard garden setup. Uh, so actually, no, it was for reasons that we're going to get into in a bit. Oh boy! Yeah, so yeah, talk about the world building here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the world building because I know that this is where it gets really stupid. It does. And speaking of world building, we should find out who this garden master is. So. Mm-hmm. Throughout the game, uh, there's these, like, people, like, who are, like, staff and whatnot. They're in, like, these long robes with, like, you know, very giant flat hats that basically are supposed to be, like, uh, like Sid's helpers and whatnot. But oftentimes they'll, like, talk over and kind of belittle Sid a little bit. Mm-hmm. And keep him from, like, talking a little bit too much about the true purpose of Seed and all that. And you get, like, pretty early on that maybe Sid isn't actually in charge of things. Right. And we find out that's true. It turns out the Garden Master is. The Garden Master is this thing called a Shumi, which is basically like these yellow peace-loving, like, weird, like, blobby things. Except for um, the Garden Master, who is, like, basically he's greedy and he's corrupted, so he's big and fat and whatnot. Okay. Anyways, his big thing is that Sid wanted to make the gardens, and when he wanted to do that, he needed money. And this guy named Norg had that money and they agreed to make the garden but Norg was like we need to earn money so let's send them out on mercenary missions but Sid was like but the true purpose of this is to train soldiers in order to fight the sorcerers one day and so they basically end up having a falling out because of that Mm -hmm. and so we find out though that Sid and Idea were married when Norg reveals that and like Squall's like wait but that's his wife he wanted us to kill his wife that's crazy Anyways, you beat up Norg, and he's like, ah, I'm gonna leave now, bye. <laughs> and so Sid is now firmly in charge of the garden again. Yay! That's great. Okay, the the one that's left? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. So, Sid reveals, like, yeah, it's true, Adea's my wife, and I knew this one day might happen. We create Seed together in order to fight the sorceress, but, um, and then Adea left me because we knew that one day things would get bad, and might end up coming after her so and i couldn't bear it really sucks anyways we're stuck in this place called fisherman's horizon you should go with maybe see if they can't help us repair the garden so they go down there and they agree to do so um they're a strict pacifist though and they're like you the second you we repair you have you repair you have to leave and it's like fine whatever galvanity sources like soldiers show up they get fought off uh the giant messed up machine that got destroyed at like the missile base is there as well and, like, Squall has to defeat it. And, but once he defeats it, out crawls his teammates from the missile base, and they're alive! Yay! Wait, why were they in the machine? I don't know! Okay! 
How they were in the machine, how nobody noticed they were in the machine, how the machine survived the giant explosion. I don't know, but they're there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's great. An even better scene is like afterwards, like um, like the leader of Fisherman's Horizon's big things, like, I'll just talk to Galbadi and it'll be fine. And Squall's like, that's a dumb idea. And it proves it is. Uh, and Squall's like, well, I gotta cheer him up. Hey, buddy, I really like your idea of peace, but sometimes peace can't happen because Squall, Squall's really bad at like, mm-hmm. like comforting people. It's like, sometimes peace takes a long time. And, you know, sometimes you don't have time for peace. You know? Wow. So we gotta fight. That's why I choose to fight, because peace takes a long time. Wow. Do you feel better? You don't? <laughs> See ya! <laughs> so, they're about to leave, but then his all of his teammates are like, what if we had a giant concert? And Squall's what? like, how about no? <laughs> like, no, it'll be cool. We're all gonna basically, like, have hold a giant concert, and Renault's gonna be in a dress, and she's gonna you're gonna hang out with her. Irvine's like, I left the nudie magazine. You know what to do. Squall's like, I'm not gonna do that. I don't like her. Like literally, Squall has the inner monologues. Like, man, they're really trying hard to set us up. It's really annoying. Mm-hmm. And Renault's like, hey, it'd be cool if we, you know, got together, right? And he's like, I'm gonna leave now. That cool. That's cool. That's cool. It's it's Why really sad. Is happening right now. Right? I don't know. It's it's very, very strange. It's very oh well okay. So I thought mm. this happened afterwards, but this actually happens before. The reason why they're doing this is because Sid is like, boy, I'm gonna have to fight my wife now, aren't I? And Squall's like, Yeah, you are. It's like and Sid's like, What if you were our leader, Squall? And Squall's like, What? And then Sid what? gives a speech to the everybody. He's like, Squall's your leader now. Follow his orders. And Squall's like, don't I get to say this? And Sid's like, nope. Bye. And he leaves. <laughs> Sid is terrible. He's, okay. So Sid is terrible. That much is very clear. Um, Are there like higher ranking members of Seed left at this point? They are. Theoretically, yes. Okay, but he's just like, hey, Squall, you have managed to not die so far. How about you take my job? Yep, pretty much. Okay. Would you believe there's a reason why Squall specifically chosen? I, w- I would believe that, yes. But okay, so that happens, and then everyone is like, well, Squall's the leader now. He needs a girlfriend. Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. So we're going to throw a concert. Mm-hmm. And in, or- in order to engineer a scenario where this stupid girl can seduce it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, it- and then she fails. And it's great. This is why the military age is 18. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> You can't, you can't just put high schoolers onto a battlefield and then be like, yeah, they'll figure that shit out. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. What if they're their own commanding officers? Nothing can go right. wrong with this. Yeah, it's, it's terrible, Alex. It's terrible. You know what also is terrible? Going to hmm. Selfie's destroyed uh, childhood home. Oh, okay. Which We're is going to do that next? Yeah, because Selfie requests it and 
Wall's like, yeah, sure, I guess. And so they go to Trabia Garden. That's now all destroyed. Uh, a decent amount of people lived. A decent amount of people died. Selfie is mm. very sad. It is it seems events that actually are pretty good for a character. I actually, I actually like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what I don't like is that they all end up on a basketball court. And Irvine's playing a little bit of basketball, being like, man, yeah, things are really crazy, you know. But I remember when mm -hmm. I was a kid, man, there was a bunch of kids running around, but there was one kid I had a special eye on when I was five. Girl named Selfie. And then Selfie's like, wait, was this orphanage in, like, weird Roman ruins for some reason? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then Quiz is like, wow, I remember that, too. And Zell's like, I remember that, too, but I wasn't adopted. Jesus. I have parents. And he's like, no, you actually were adopted. That's crazy. And Squall's like, wow, I remember that, too. Renault's Why is this necessary? This part isn't necessary. This has nothing to do with anything. This furthers nothing. It does further something, but it furthers something stupid. Oh, good. <laughs> and it's really great. It's like this entire time, Renault's like, well, I... uh." Was I also in the orphanage? And like, no, you weren't. She's like, no. oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so we flash back to the orphanage. And yeah, it's like all the little kids are running around. It's great. And like Squall, you like control like Ghost Squall is going around. I was like, oh yeah, selfie. She was always precocious. Quistis was that bossy older sister. Irvine, I sorry, buddy, I don't remember you. God, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, poor Irvine. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, and see, okay. Yeah. So they were all little orphans together, and then something made them forget. Yep. Oh, Seifer was there too, by the way. I okay, sure, sure he was. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, everyone's like, "Man, that's crazy." Yeah. And you remember the kind woman who took care of us? It's like, yeah, yeah, the matron. Yeah. What was her name? Oh, Adea. It's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, and then it's like, wow, I can't believe we forgot that. And Irvine's like, I didn't forget it. What do you mean? It's like, it's like, what? You, you remembered all this? It's like, yeah, and you all showed up at the garden. I was like, y'all seem to not remember me. And so I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to bring anything up. What? And it's like, this would have been really good if like back like when Irvine was having his freak out, I was like, man, I can't shoot our mom or something like that. Right. It would have been great. That would have been a great time to do that. And I could have swore they did. And then I replayed the game literally a week ago. <laughs> they do not nah, do that he just he just was having a moment for because yeah like, performance anxiety they could have tied this all in beautifully and they chose not to take it Alex and instead they're like well what's making us forget oh it's like it must be the guardian forces and they're like wow that sucks like but hey Irvine you don't Oh, that's right. You don't use Guardian Forces until you teamed up with us. It's like, yep, pretty much. It's like, wow. Well, what should we do? It's like, I guess we'll keep using the Guardian Forces. Okay, sure. That's a reasonable conclusion to come to. Yeah. Yeah, at that point, you know, you've Junction Tornado to Strength, man. You're one-shotting things, you know. It's, you got, mm, yeah. That, and that's worth a trade-off. Plus, I imagine Squall wants to forget pretty much everyone at this point, so he's he's probably... Yeah, he, you know what? He's got 20 GS like, Junction right now, man. Sure. Screw it. Screw them all. The chain-smoking of uh, of mythical beasts that can go inside you. So, they all like go like, well, let's go back to the Matron's home. Maybe there's a clue there or something like that. And so they all go back to the Orphanage, but there's Galbadia Garden. Oh no, it's also flying. So... This is where we got to talk about some of the world building. 
All right. So because you're like, man, these things are flying. That's really strange. That's out of left field. And the answer is yes, but also. <laughs> so they're on this continent called Cetro. This is where Matron's home is and where Galvadia Garden is just kind of floating, waiting for them. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, um, it turns out that back, way back 4,000 years ago, an empire called Cetra was created. Okay. Cetra, throughout the years, ended up becoming like this really super advanced empire where the main rivals to Esser, another super advanced empire. Except one day, a bunch of monsters just fell from the moon onto their capital and destroyed it and just destroyed their entire civilization. Now, they ended up having colonies that are out on the main islands, uh, the, like the main continent that you've been on for most of the game. Mm-hmm. And those eventually declared independence because, you know, Jesus, like essentially Rome collapsed. Right. And that was Galbadia, Timber, Dalit, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, because they're super advanced, they had all these structures that were left behind. And some of those and those were the gardens that and those were built upon on top of uh, became the existing structures they are today. Mm-hmm. And they were meant to be flying fortresses, and so pe- they, people forgot like what the original mechanisms were for, and so that's the reason why like when it was discovered that they could fly, nobody knew how to use them, and so that's the whole reason behind that. Okay. Now, that probably doesn't seem all that weird. You know, kind of standard JRPG fare. Sure. The month from the moon part's a little weird, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, and we're going get to be- get into that later, trust me. Uh, what's weird is that, uh, Alex, what do you think this empire fell apart? Uh, it sounds like thousands of years ago. How about 80 years ago? That seems like a really short time for everyone to forget that it existed and had flying fortresses that you built mercenary schools on top of. Yeah, pretty much. That was kind of my thought, too. Um, yeah, everyone was just like, yeah, 80 years ago, this uh, disappeared, man. It's so ancient. And it's like, when this game came out, the Ottoman Empire was living in memory, and that collapsed 80 <laughs> years ago. And you know yeah. what existed after that? Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like we would still be looking into, hey, why did monsters fall from the moon that one time? Yeah, you would think so, right? But, um, nope. I mean, somebody's going to look into it and they're going to weaponize it, but, um. Sure, but shouldn't everyone look into that? You think so, but nah, not really. Just Cetra fell apart, and then Galbadia was like, uh, cool, I guess we're an empire now ourselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of funny that that, like, that's, like, not even, like, the dumbest twist in this entire game, but it's just, like, 80 years ago, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Sure, all right. I, I feel like those new kingdoms would still have people who remembered mm. Cetra, like, who might have even been born there or had parents or grandparents who were there. Yeah, you would think so, but no, man, it's so ancient. 80 years ago, we all lived to 30 in this universe. Okay. Yeah. God, this really is a high school anime, isn't it? It really is. It really is! (laughs) That really just... If you just think of this game as a high school anime, it makes a lot more sense. Almost everything about it makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, it really does. So they all get into a big old giant fight with Galbadia Garden. Like they almost lose, but Squall gives like some like inspiring words and they end up invading uh, Galbadia, uh, the garden. And so they fight uh-huh. their way through. They defeat Seifer. Uh, they defeat Adea again. In fact, they defeat her so badly that she falls over and collapses. It's just down for the count. 
But everyone else also like falls over and collapses. Oh. Um. Oh, geez. Right before that, though, during the entire battle, like between the two gardens, uh, Zell borrows Squall's ring, gives it to Renoa, who then probably nearly falls off a cliff and has to be rescued by Squall. Right. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah, I remember that cutscene. Um. It's really, really good because Squall's like having to lead the entire thing, and everyone's like, "Squall, mm. he had to go rescue Renoa." He's like, "I'm leading a battle, people." <laughs> he's like, "You're so heartless. How could you possibly leave Renoa to die?" He's like, "Buddy, listen. First off, what? If, she was with you for five seconds, Zell. What happened?" Um. Eventually, he's like, "Zell, go rescue her," and then Zell fails. He's like, "God, fine, I will." <laughs> And so, like, he rescues her, and she's like, man, this is crazy. Your ring's really cool. It has a lion on it. What's the lion's name? And then you get the name Lion. Um, you, If you're like me, you'll name it something stupid, because you know what's going to yeah. happen later. Okay. And she's like, man, lions are cool. Why do you like lions? Because, yeah, they're stoic and tough. It's like, oh, yeah, just like you. Ha ha. Anyways, let's go and kill a sorceress. So, this is, like, the first time, like, Squall, like, melts a little bit towards Renoa. Uh-huh. Okay, um, yeah, just, like, halfway through the game, sure. Mm-hmm, just halfway through the game. So, yeah, anyways, Renoa, not Renoa, Idea's uh, defeated. Renoa, one people collapse, gets up, walks over to Seifer, whispers something into his ear. Seifer gets up and just walks off screen, and then she collapses. Oh. So everyone runs over to Renoa's like, Hey, Renoa, oh no, her body is cold, she has no pulse. Is she dead? No, she's in stasis. I'm like, nah, nah, if her body's cold, she has no pulse. She's dead, but oh, okay, yeah. cool, whatever, man. And then Adea wakes up and is like, my children, oh, you've grown so strong. Man, wow, that was crazy. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about. So they all end up going back to the orphanage. And Adea and Sid's there. And Sid's like, yeah, boy, y'all probably have a lot, to, a lot of questions. Yeah. It sounds like you have answers that you could have shared at any time. Yep. And so we find out what the true purpose of Seed is and why why Adea is here. So Adea found out a long time ago that a sorceress was going to try to destroy, destroy the world. And Adea told her husband, Sid, that this was going to happen. And so they decided to come up with a plan to develop Seed. Seed would exist solely to fight this sorceress. And so once that was put okay. into place, uh, Idea being like, there's a good chance that I might end up being that sorceress or I might have to pass on my powers and that will eventually be the sorceress. Because like, this is generations in the future this is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. so she's like, I'm going to leave with my own seeds onto a ship and basically seclude myself. Uh, on top of that, uh, there was this uh, young girl that ended up at the orphanage by the name of Alone. Hey! And a sorceress Adele was looking for her as well. So she also takes Adele, uh, not Adele, uh, alone with her to protect her. Uh-huh. Okay. Because it turns out she may have special powers. Okay, so hang on. Let, uh, back up a second. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Idea was like, I could become the sorceress who's going to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know who the sorceress is. No. She just has like a prophecy. Yes. Okay. And it could be me, or it could be the person I pass my powers on to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Sid's plan was, I will raise an army of soldiers to fight the sorceress. Yes. When this happens. And Adea's plan is, 
it could be me. Mm. So therefore, I'm going to withdraw into secrecy mm. where no one knows what I'm up to. And no one has any idea if I suddenly just turn evil out of the blue. And I'm going to take a flying fortress and, like, some ships and soldiers with me. Hmm. To be fair, it's a regular boat, but yes. Okay, so she takes a boat and just disappears from the world. Yeah, uh, the, the her presumption is that it eventually, it's going to be generations in the future, so it's most likely not going to be her, but she does realize it could possibly be. So she's like, what if I just surround myself with soldiers who could kill me at any time? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the world's greatest plan, and obviously it backfired pretty spectacularly. <laughs> because it turns out she's been possessed by a sorceress from the future by the name of Ultimacia. All right, time ghost, let's go. Yes, so it turns out Ultimacia used a machine called Junction, um, a machine Junction Alone, developed from the powers of the little girl alone. Because it turns out Alone is special. She has mm -hmm. the ability to send people's consciousness back in time. And it turns out she's been doing that to Squall and his team this entire time. And so it's like, oh, weird. Well, why is she doing that? To do something called time compression. See, if she sends her consciousness back far enough, she can compress time into a single point where she is the only living creature alive and basically rules over a frozen world. But okay. with the machine she has, she can't go back in time far enough. So she needs to go back in time far enough to then possess a loan who can then go back further in time, which would then allow her to compress time. Sounds dumb, but hey, okay. Okay, so Ultimacia got the machine, which is based on a loan's power. Mm -hmm. Did she make the machine? No, the machine was made by an Esther scientist by the name of Dr. Odin. Okay. Who, um, is incredibly unethical and should have been executed a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. This is where we end up uh, having a, another. Well, oh, during all this explanation too, like Squall's not listening. He's like, I really don't care about this. Renoa's dead. I'm incredibly sad. It turns out I actually like her an awful lot. And nobody's caring <sighs> about her. Why isn't anybody caring about her? And people are like, Squall, are you listening? It's like, hey, okay, we got to just go with beat sword i don't care what about renoa they're like this is bigger than renoa man he's like Mother just literally an hour ago you people were jumping up my ass about this what do you mean this is bigger than renoa and he's like oh god whatever like well what can we do to like help her out and it's like well if we find alone maybe she can like do something with renoa i don't know like okay where is she at she's on the white seed ship that um idea was it's like okay let's go there to go to the ships, like, nah, alone, basically jumped onto an Esther ship that showed up. We don't know why, because they're our enemy, but she did. She's probably in Sorceress Adele's hands now. Sorry, guys, we failed. You're like, oh, and uh, what? who is Adele again? Sorceress Adele is the sorceress that's in charge of Esther. Uh, she's okay. a dictator who basically kidnaps a bunch of children in order to find her successor and is waging a perpetual war of attrition against Galbadia. Okay. Yeah, uh, before right. Esther went okay. silent like seven years ago or something like that. Right, all right, okay. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, I guess we need to go to Esther. Everyone's like, well, we don't know how to do that. And Squall's like, I do. Picks up um, of Renoa, walks along the only train track that goes into Esther. 
all the while basically like talking out loud to her being like, man, I've never really shared my feelings with anybody. Dead, lifeless body. It's actually kind of a cool scene. I actually kind of like yeah. this. Um, it's a neat scene. Um, shouldn't you get a train? Yeah, especially because he's literally walking directly on the train tracks and it's over ocean. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a really dumb plan of his. Yeah. I, and I feel also inefficient. Um, mm-hmm. There are faster ways to traverse train tracks than walking. There is. And um, his team proves it because he gets to the end of the tracks and they're already there. He's like, oh. Oh. Like, yeah, we can't let you do this alone. We know you really like Renoa, and we are really trying our hardest to get you together, so let's go. So they end up finding the city of Esser. Um, it turns out it's hidden behind, like, basically a cloaking veil. And when they walk in, everyone's like, man, visitors, that's really cool. Welcome. Oh, man, we haven't had visitors since we overthrew uh, Sorceress Adele a long time ago. Man. Uh-oh. Yeah. But hey, things are cool now. We're peaceful. We love things. We have technology. Everything's great. You need to meet our president. Let's go meet our president. And then before they do that, they pass out again. And we find out that it turns out Alone ended up getting kidnapped by Esther a long time ago. And uh, Laguna, Kiros, and Ward went off after him. And they end up getting captured by Esther. They were forced to work as, like, slaves. But Laguna's can-do attitude and the fact he's really, really nice to Moombas... Uh, mm. basically inspires the resistance to be like, hey, you should be our president and leader. He's like, cool. Yeah, I'm not qualified, but sure. <laughs> Running theme at this point. It is. So, like, he ends up rescuing alone, who's being, like, experimented on by Dr. Odin, who's like, oh, I don't care about anything. I just want to do science. I'm Got it. Like every mad scientist in a, in a Final Fantasy game. Yep, got it. Okay. And so Laguna's like, you're creepy, but I like you. I'm going to keep you around. Anyways, Why? alone. Hey, I saved you. That's great. Boy, man, we should probably do something about these bad people. Anyways, that's when the, like, the dream cuts out. And we find out that like when alone's asleep, she's like, she's able to transmit people, but ain't isn't able to bring them out. So she talks like Squall briefly. It's like, hey, listen, I tried to change the past by sending you back into the past because I just wanted to be a family with... Laguna and Rain because like Rain had a kid but then she died because and Laguna wasn't there because he was looking for me so he doesn't he doesn't know that he has a son man it's really strange wonder who the son is by the way yeah, I he, wonder I wonder anyways I learned I can't change the past isn't that crazy bye so Squall wakes up and is like that's stupid all right hey everybody where's alone by the way is she here she's like yeah she's on her space station you want to go to the space station? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's there cool. it is. Well, it's like, you have a space station? They're like, yeah. Rad, right? Don't you? They're like, no. <laughs> but okay. They're like, all right, we're just going to put you in suspended animation and then shoot you out of a cannon. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, they're in, the, they're, they're in the pod, but... Okay, sure. <laughs> so they do so. They go up to the space station and whatnot. And it turns out the president's up there, and he's, like, checking on Adele. Because it turns out they basically froze sources to Adele and Carbonite and just put her out in space. Um, Because they didn't want... Because, once again, sources can't die until they right. pass on her powers. They don't want her to pass on her powers, so they're like, what if we just froze her and put her in space? The problem is that... Once they did that, that's what caused all the radio jamming to happen. And that's why her th- you constantly have static that's saying, I will be back one day and I will kill you all. 
Oh, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, okay, that... Mm. Yeah. So, Squall gets up there with lifeless Renoa. It's really great because, like, the Toronto Gravity and Renoa just face plants. Nice. <laughs> Nobody acknowledges it. And they're like, okay, yeah, Alone's up here, let's go talk with her and whatnot. And like, hey, hello, yeah, man, really, really darn crazy. Can you help out, um, help out Renoa? She's like, nah, really can't, actually. The only thing that could, like, basically break her out is, like, you stuff. You know, it's like, uh, really? It's like, yeah, pretty much. Sorry, buddy. Maybe, maybe you'll make a connection with her or, or, or something. That'd be cool. And it's like, oh, well, hopefully I would. That'll be rad, but... Thanks for your help, not help alone. And that's when back on the ground, uh, where, uh, oh, it should be mentioned, Adea went with them as well. She's on the ground with Zell and the rest of them, because Adea's like, okay. maybe Dr. Odin can give my sorcerer's powers out of me. and We can kind of cut this, cut this off, you know, <laughs> keep from any sorcerers existing. And we find out that, first off, uh, Adea doesn't have sorcerer's powers anymore. Those are just gone. Oh. And two, a giant monolith is now flying uh, towards a place called Tears Point, uh, where basically the Lunar Cry has happened before. And this giant monolith that's like literally like three miles tall and one and a half miles long uh, is called Lunatic Pandora. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's built around this like crystal they found, etc. Um, that uh, can actually command the Lunar Cry. Uh, and they have, and it turns out Galbadia has a really, really bad plan. Um, their plan is led by Seifert is that they're going to cause a lunar cry. Uh, lunar cry. So on the moon, monsters live. Monsters live on the moon. Okay, sure. Yeah, they live on Let's the moon. Let's start there. And every once in a while, there's just it's so many monsters, and they just congregate at one point that they basically cause enough of a gravitational pull that the Earth will pull them to Earth via a teardrop of monsters. That will then just slam into the ground, and then monsters are everywhere now. This just I happens. Don't, I don't think that's how gravity works. It, but... it isn't, but it is apparently how monster tears work. Okay. So yeah, they found out, uh, Esther did, that, oh, um, this crystal pillar that we found, etc., not only one, if you charge it right, it levitates. Two, it can actually cause like uh, lunar cries to happen. That's a really uh -huh. great weapon. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, Adele got overthrown before it could be used, and like the lunatic Pandora was sunk into the ocean where Galbadia dredged it up, and now they're about to commit their plan where they're going to cause a lunar cry to happen, drag Adele's coffin down with it, where they're going to defrost it, and then Adele's going to be the new leader of Galbadia. Who's in charge of Galbadia right now? I guess Seifert right now. Okay. Yeah, he's so caught up with this idea of being like a sorceress knight that he wants another sorceress to be the knight of. Oh. Yeah, and it turns out Renoa like was possessed briefly and told him, "Hey, listen, you should go do this plan. I need a, I need a body." Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because got Ren it. Yeah, Renoa was briefly possessed by Ultimessia. Right. Uh, which, by the way, in order for this plan to happen, like, like, you know. Adele needs to actually be freed from her coffin. You can only do that from the, the base, the, the satellite base they're on. Oh no, Ultimissia took control of Renoa, because it turns out uh, Adea's sorceress powers were passed to Renoa. Renoa's a sorceress. Okay. Okay, I'm, a, I'm just going to go on faith that that happened. 
Yeah, it happened when Adea was defeated. She basically okay. not died, but died in a way that passed on her powers. Okay, so yeah, so she passed on her powers, and Ultimicia went with them into Renoa. Yeah, and she's like, this sounds good to me. Maybe it'll be dumb enough okay. to put me on a, a space base. Oh, they were dumb enough to put me on a space base. Great. So she basically unlocks all the locks and whatnot. Um, like, Renoa has to go out in space in a spacesuit and does that. And it's like, mm -hmm. the president's like, what is he doing? Oh, no, we have to... Got to leave the base because the lunar cry is going to hit the, is going to hit our like little space base and destroy it. So everyone leave. Squall's like, there's no way Renoa's going to be stuck out in space. I had to rescue her. So he goes out, rescues Renoa. They're stuck in space now, uh, just floating. Mm -hmm. They're all going to die now. The lunar cry hits the earth, drags Adele's coffin with it. Squall's like, this is bad. Oh, hey, it's a spaceship. Huh. That's lucky. Oh, no, there's mm -hmm. space aliens on it. Oh. Oh, hey, Renault's awake now. Uh, she's That's great. That's a good side effect of Ultimacia possessing her, I guess. Yeah, cool. Is she still possessed by Ultimacia? No, not anymore, because Adele's now freed, and so... Oh, Ult so Ultimacia was just like, screw this one, that one? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, like, they basically end up fighting off all the monsters. They now have a cool um, spaceship, airship called the Ragnarok. Renoa's like, hey, you actually love me, don't you? And Squall's like, yeah, I do. The love song Eyes on Me plays. Um, it's okay, I guess. It would work if they had one, like, connective thing between them. It would, and they don't, so it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is, what is the element that is forming the attraction here? The... Basically, Renoa and everyone else just really, really hoping Squall likes her, and then Squall being worn down eventually and being like, fine, fine. But why? Why him, though? That's a great question. I don't know. Because, like, she originally was dating and was attracted to somebody who was, like, his polar opposite in many ways. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Renoa's got... Renoa's weird. That, yeah. Maybe that's why she's a sorceress. Anyways... So they eventually get back down to Esther, and everyone's like, boy, this is incredibly bad. Uh, Dell's back awake. They're pro she's probably going to want to take over Esther again. By the way, how did that happen? And then everyone's like, yeah, who's your leader? We haven't met him. And then out walks a man in a Hawaiian shirt, and that man's what? Laguna. And he's like, hey, how's oh. it going? Yeah, put me in charge. I know it's stupid, right? I did not expect him to be alive. Yeah, he's totally alive. He's he was up on the space station. He always goes up there to check on Adele, like personally and whatnot. And he's like, uh -huh. "Yeah, boy, that went bad." Oh wow, you put the comatose girl on there. She got possessed. Hmm, that was dumb. Anyways, how y'all doing? Yeah, you probably are asking how we got here. So I rescued alone and sent her off to the orphanage. Uh, uh that uh. Adea was running because, you know, I wanted to fight this revolution and, you know, get revenge for the on Adele for trying to harm alone. And so, you know, I went to go and do that. And eventually we did. We got her frozen to carbonite and whatnot. But then Esther decided to close their borders completely. And they were like, you need to be our leader. And I was like, rad, sure. Mm -hmm. Only as long as my buddies Kiros Award can, like, help me out. And they're like, yeah, cool. And Kiros Award show up and like, hey, how's it going? They made us actually wear, like, Esther's uniforms. Uh, I guess when you're president, you could just wear Hawaiian shirts, but whatever, man. Okay, sure. Yeah, and 
Yeah, Laguna's like, oh, by the way, Squall, we're going to have a lot to talk about after this, but uh, you need to go take care of that lunatic Pandora thing, and you've got an airship. And uh, I'm old, and you're not, so go do the thing. Mm-hmm. And so they go do the thing. They, um... Oh, uh, it turns out, um, before Squall actually meets up with them, like, uh, Renoa ends up getting uh, kidnapped by Galbadian soldiers, by the way. Sure, okay, sure. That might as well happen. It might as well happen. So they all go into Lunatic Pandora to rescue Renoa and whatnot. And uh, they meet up with Adele, who's like half possessed by Ultimecia because Adele's incredibly powerful. So it's more like a combination of two at this point. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ultimecia, I mean, Adele, by the way, is like 10 feet tall, by the way. Like Renoa oh, is like sure. strapped to her chest. Okay. And it's like, yeah, look at this. You won't attack me now, right? Ah, stop hitting my ankles. <laughs> so, eventually, they just end up, str- like, just straight up killing, like, Adele, and just, like, like completely, completely mess up Adele. And, like, Renoa basically absorbs Adele's powers. So she's like, wow, I got the powers of two sorceresses now. Wild. And they're like, yeah, that is pretty wild. Uh, and Renoa's like, man, everyone's gonna, like, hate me now, right? And fear me? And Squall's like, nah, I won't, because I love you, and the power of love and everything. And so Renault's like, ah, I, thanks, that's, you actually were sweet for once. That's uncharacteristic. <laughs> so they're like, all right, well, here's the problem. Eventually, is going to possess Renoa, because she's the only right. sorceress around, and she now has the power of two sorceresses in her. Right. That's probably not a good thing. And so Odin... Is there? He's like that's I cor- that's correct. I think that is bad. I have a plan. What if we let Ultimecia win? And everyone's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. We'll let her come back and possess Renoa. Till then, Renoa will then pass on her powers to Alone, and then she alone will then be possessed, and then she'll cause time compression to happen. But here's the thing." Your bonds are so strong, you'll be able to walk around in time compression, go to her castle, kill Ultimecia, and then once you kill Ultimecia, that'll just undo everything. Everything will be fine. And they're like, Is that how that works? That's basically what they ask. They're like, how is that going to work? They're like, well, listen, your bonds are so strong, it'll just draw you back to your, your origin of time and space. And they're like, are you sure? And Laguna's like, yeah, probably. I don't know. I have literally just bumbled around my entire life, and I'm now president. <laughs> What's one more? What's one more? You know what? That's a really solid point. Given how everything has worked up to this point, mm-hmm. you might as well just roll with this. Yep, you might as well. It's the only plan on the table, and given how things just work out, it's got as good a shot as anything. It really does. And so it's like, well, okay then. Sure, buddy, let's do this. And so that's exactly what they do. And yep, time compression happens, and they basically are falling through time and space, and there's clocks everywhere, and everyone's like, whoa, this is weird. And so they show up, and like basically a deserted world, and like, yeah, no, we're all here. Wow, there's a giant castle. Wow, it's surrounded by a bunch of dead seeds from the future. Hmm. Well, okay. This. So, so once again, just because of their bonds and friendship and love and everything, when all of time gets compressed to the earliest point, 
they just show up there. Yep, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They all end up there, and, like, they fight their way through, and they meet up with Ultimisia. Ultimisia basically looks like, basically, Idea's final form. Like, basically, she's wearing, like, more or less the same dress, plunging neckline. Mm-hmm. Got some giant horns coming out of her head. And she's like, you cursed seeds. Oh, she also speaks in Mortal Kombat lingo. So every okay, all seeds sure. are replaced by Ks, and she speaks in all caps. I assume that's supposed to be like an old English thing or something. Yeah, or something Back like that. Back before C existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also revealed at this point that she's been basically fighting Seed for, like, generations, and she's, like, just slowly destroying the world. And she's like, you people came here to persecute me. Well, what if I just wiped all of you out and if it's just sorceresses, huh? How about that? Oh, by the way, guess what? My plan is, like... After all this is done, I'm going to create my own realm. And you see it, you're going to be my slaves. And I'm going to just do whatever I want. How's that sound? And Squall's like, I got a sword. I'm going <laughs> to cut you. Yeah. And so they end up getting into a big old giant fight. And there's four forms and whatnot. One of the forms, Ultimisia, like, reaches the Squall's mind. It's like, oh, you seem to have this idea of the ultimate guardian force. Oh, a lion that can protect everyone. Well, what if I pull it out? So she pulls out Griever and Squall's like, oh no, wow, you could do that? Or uh, Poop Butt, if you're what I named it recently. Oh, uh, right. She's like, ah, I'm five. Um, oh, right. What's up with the Guardian forces? Oh, don't worry about that anymore. That's, that doesn't matter anymore. Oh, what, weren't the Guardian forces making them forget their childhood? Yeah, but it's, it's fine now. Why were they doing that? It's just a contract of, like, you use their powers, and they like, apparently occupy the same space as your memories. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they revealed that, and they went, oh, well, okay. Oh, b- by the way, uh, w- there's a reason why Sid and Balam Garden use that, because, um, uh, you know what? We'll, we'll get to that in a second. So, okay. Ultimacia is eventually defeated, right? Now, mm-hmm. the problem is, of course, once again... She's omnipotent. You, she can't actually die without passing on her powers. But by defeating her, right. it does undo time. And so, Squall... Okay, um, sorry. So, hang on. Okay. First off, who is Ultimisia at this point? Is she... She is a, an incredibly powerful sorceress from the future. Perhaps the most powerful of all time. Okay, right. And she used the alone device to body hop backwards through time. Who has she body hopped into at the start of time? Um. Well, time compression has happened, so she's just there. Okay, so she's just... So, okay, so time compression is what? Time compression is just compressing time all into a single point. Okay, how did she do that? She's just so powerful that she's able to do that, but she had to do that by hopping far enough back in time to do so. The amount of time is never specified. Okay, and all of her power came with her when she did that? Yep, and her physical body, apparently. Okay, but when she when she body hopped back, she kept enough of her power to do time compression? Yes. Okay. Yeah, basically went back in time, cast spell, all times on a single point, and then she's hanging out in her cool castle. Okay. And then she is planning to make a new timeline from this singularity? Yes. Okay. Okay, sorry. So she 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 was gonna do that, but then they beat her. Yeah, and that, but she can't die. 
Yeah, but it's still enough to undo everything. It basically does does her spell and whatnot. And everyone okay. gets separated. Like, everybody goes back to the present, except for Squall. Squall ends mm -hmm. up back in the past at the orphanage. And he's like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And then, like, uh, Idea comes out. I was like, oh, who are you? And then the sorceress, uh, Idea, uh, uh, Ultimisio comes out. She's like, oh. Idea's like, oh, she's dying. Well, I'll just let her take her powers so none of the children get it, because that would really suck. Gets her powers. Is like, oh, man, that's weird. And Squall's like, hey, listen, I got it. One day you're going to create a, a thing, a thing to defeat a powerful right, sorceress. Uh, it's going to be really crazy. Yeah. It's going to be really bad. You need to do this. And she's like, oh, uh -huh. you're Squall. Oh, hey. Huh. Crazy. Well, I guess I will do that. Huh. I guess uh, Ultimicia set in motion her own defeat. Huh. How weird. Okay. Yep. Time loop. Got it. Time loop. Okay. Yeah, so that's why uh, Sid and Adea established a garden. Also, since she knew that Squall was going to be the one to eventually defeat Ultimicia, that's also why they used the Guardian Forces, so um, Squall would forget about this and, uh, you know, be in the perfect prime person to defeat uh, Ultimicia eventually. How did she know that Squall wasn't going to be able to beat Ultimicia if he kept his memories? Mm-hmm. You know, just okay. perfect slate soldier, you know? Right, right, okay. Erase all of his bonds, even though their bonds are the things that made them powerful enough to survive the time compression to fight Ultimicia. Yeah, funny, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, like, Squall's like, alright, cool, I'm gonna, I guess, fall back into time. And so he falls back into time, and he finds himself fading mm -hmm. into nothingness. Like, he tries to think of Renoa to, like, anchor himself, but he's just unable to. Renoa herself, though, is just hanging out in a field of flowers. The same field of flowers that's from the first cutscene of the game. Right. And she's like, I'll be waiting for you. The same words from the first cutscene of the game. Mm -hmm. And Squall hears this, and he's able to come back to her. Uh, and, like, so they kind of they get back to each other. They bring themselves back into the, the real world. And then we get the epilogue. We find out that Seifer never becomes a sea, but he is forgiven for everything. And he just hangs out with Fujin and Rajin. Baum Garden has, like, a really, really cool party uh, where, like, like, everybody's hanging out and doing cool stuff. Laguna visits Rain's grave, finally. Uh, and, like, he's like, man, yeah, we did it. Our, our son's badass. Mm-hmm. Like, Adea, by the way, is, like, basically let her hair down. She's, like, totally cool now, and, like, hanging out with Sid. Irvine and Selfie are, like, filming a video cat video cam of all this thing, and, like, Squall and Renoa have a tender moment where they kiss, and the game ends. Wait, was Squall the lady Squall was talking about in his flashbacks? Was that alone? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yep, so... Yeah, it's that's a that's a Final Fantasy VIII, a game that has a million plot twists that they then decide to ignore, a incredibly forced romance, and uh, just decide to go. What if time travel? Just kind of what if time travel halfway what through if, the game? What if like time travel in three directions? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like how it's like. I just love the idea of just like you have a machine that send people consciousness back in time, and then it's like, cool, yeah. I guess. Why'd yeah. you admit this? And also their sorceress powers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. That seems incredibly specific. It seems incredibly specific. And yeah, like, it's really funny too, because like Laguna, like Heroes of Word, know when they're being occupied as well, because like, oh, it feels like we have fairies in us. That's really weird. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's such a specific thing. And then it's like, the Ultimacia uses that and it's like, ah, shit, I'm not far enough back in time. Right. Ah, but alone's here. I'll use her. I'll use her to... Right, okay, right, because that's alone's power that she tried to use to use Squall to warn Laguna to change the future, but it didn't work because the future can't change Mm -hmm. unless you use time compression, which she can't do. Yeah. But Ultimecia can do, but only if she uses Alone's power to go far enough into the past to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Also, by the end of the game, everyone's cool. Adea? Nah, she's fine. Sid? He's fine. Seifer? Hey, he's okay. Yeah, sure. There's only one bad person in this entire game. And she showed up for five seconds and died. And... Also, she can't do that unless Idea takes a loan to where she can be kidnapped. Like, none of this plot happens without an extremely specific series of events. Yeah, it really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, all the drop things, you know, like, the the whole thing with the Guardian Forces. Where yeah, like, screw it, whatever. Like, it, it is, like, foreshadowed. There's people do talk about the controversies with it. But, like, when, it, right. when a reveal happens, they're like, well, we're just going to keep using them. Yep, whatever, that's fine. Also, it's so, like, it's the worst version of that plot twist. Mm-hmm. Because, like, forcing that old bond between them is so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, their current bonds work just fine for the plot you're trying to talk about. You don't need them to be forgotten amnesiatic childhood friends. Yeah, no. And then, like, oh, that's the detrimental effect of the of this, like, forced artificial magic system is, like, sometimes they make you forget about your childhood. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the—compared to Soldier. Yeah. Where, oh, sometimes— you know, the guy that you do this to will just decide he's God and crash a meteor into the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, turns out both methods have flaws. Yeah, you know. I really like how literally, oh God, four games straight, actually, because this started in five. Amnesia on a central character has played a part. Yeah. And it's weirdly, it's... It's like scale too, because like Final Fantasy V had Galoof, but he, he remembers pretty shortly who he is afterwards. Mm-hmm. Six had Terra. Uh, seven, of course, had Cloud's entire thing, and then eight is Squall. Right. Like they really love Amnesia. It's it's a go to for the entire genre, really. It really is. It really, really is. And yeah, it's a game that God, like the story of this game is exceedingly. T- it's bad. It's bad. It it is bad. It it is one of those stories that I just want to shake someone, right? Because nothing is going to make it a good story. No, but it could have been a functional story mm. if they had just worked a few things out better. Yeah, yeah. Had they just done that, it could have been fine. But no, 
Like, the time-traveling sorceress consciousness contrivance is just anime crap. Mm-hmm. Like, fine, whatever, I can live with it. It's it's insane, but it's insanity that you can work with. Yeah. Like, the actual problem is that the character beats are just supported by nothing. Yeah, they, they really isn't. And, like, like even, like, like, the things between your side character... Your char- side character interactions just don't really happen in this. Mm. Like they're they're a little front loaded, but then eventually it just becomes a squall and Renoa show. Like everyone just right. being like, "Hey, squall, you should do this." Squall, squall, Renoa, squall. Right. Like Irvine, selfie. Like you don't technically get together by the end of this game. Mm-hmm. It, but who cares? Yeah, it's you just have a little bit that happens in disc one, and in disc four, uh, there's a little bit more, and that's about it. Oh God, this was their first four disc game. I forgot. So it was. Oh, yes. Wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be three discs, but yeah. too many cutscenes. Too many cutscenes. Too many cutscenes. Um, yeah. 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 It, it, it's like, do Squall and Renoa have one thing that, like, is pulling them together? And, like, if you look at Squall's character, there's room. Because, like, yeah, the whole game, everyone is just telling him, do this, be this. Yeah fulfill this role and like i don't know is renoa validating his feelings or ambitions or frustrations in some way no no she's multiplying them if anything mm-hmm. yeah like squall's character arc throughout this is that he oh he slowly opens up and become he care actually like is comfortable caring about his comrades like he doesn't right. he tries not to because he doesn't want the pain of losing him because he was an orphan you know that hurts uh, mm-hmm. By the end of the game, though, he's pretty cool with that. And that's the reason why he's able to have a relationship with Renoa. Uh, right. But, like, yeah, there's this real thing where, like, all these roles are just constantly foisted upon Squall. And he just mm-hmm. kind of does that. And, like, Renoa does nothing to, like, help alleviate that, if anything. Yeah, right. like I said, she compounds it. Yeah. And it's like, even that arc, I can see, like, yeah, it's it's a it's a fine arc of, like, learning to open yourself up to people. But at the same time, the people he's surrounded with, I'm like, yeah, these aren't these aren't really the people that compel you to open yourself up. Yeah, no. When it seems like any one of them could get you all killed at any moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. It, they they do one moment where somebody actually tries to like connect with Squall on a well, two, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess Quistus tries to like in a weird I'm coming on to you sequence. Right. Um, that she then later, I, I did not mention this, like later when they realized they've all been the same orphanage, Quist is like, oh, it must have been I was feeling sisterly love for him. That's must have oh, been what shut it up. Yeah, it's like, no, shut up. Um, z- You're not related. You're allowed to be into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, that's not even an amendment you need to make. It's not. But there is one moment between Squall and Zell where Zell, like after like Renoa like is like comatose and Squall's feeling bad, mm. Zell shows up and is like, hey, you know, I, I'm not good at cheering people up, but sometimes it just like to work out to get stress off. You want to go to a training center? Want to do that? Uh. And Squall's like, oh, uh, he's actually trying. That's nice of him. Like, that's like the one moment. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good scene. Yeah, they probably should have had more of those. Yeah. Usually it's just more like, Squall, why don't you care about Renoa? How can you be so heartless? It's like, because people are shooting at me right now. For a game whose 
that is ostensibly about love. Mm -hmm. It is extremely lacking in exploration of why do people love each other. Really is. It is just mashing people together and going love each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. Like, oh my god, in two characters who could not be more unalike. Mm-hmm. Oh god. But they try they try to they try to force connections whenever they can. Oh god. Oh hey man, my dad liked your mom at one point and then he just ended up in a town and refused to write her. That's, that's cool, right? Yeah, that's a good piece. <laughs> oh. That that can write a really uncomfortable answer to my question of, hey, what is the one bond that Squall has with Renoa? Yeah. My dad liked her mom. Ugh. Ugh. Can't wait for Laguna to find that one out. I'll be like, oh, this is... I, oh, um... I don't think I'm going to touch this one. Yep, nope. Better take this one to the grave. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, this is I, I think I said it. I don't know if it was this episode or previous episode. This this is a definitely a game and plot that is less than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of really fun individual elements that are all throughout this. But boy, the whole is just an incomprehensible mess. It's it's just a mess. And it's uh, it goes back to what you were talking about, that they just needed collaboration. They needed more eyes on the thing. Mm hmm. To yeah. be like, hey, let's focus on this a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's flesh this out. Yeah. And to be fair, Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy X actually do a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They figure it out eventually. <laughs> like, I, I, Final Fantasy IX was my first Final Fantasy, mm. and it's one of my favorites. And I think all of the character interactions in that game are fantastic. They actually have characters. Aside char- from... Yeah. Mm. They actually have characters yeah. interact with each other. Yeah. And in, like, like ways that make sense mm-hmm. and, like, ways that these two characters interact and therefore this character interacts with these characters like that. It's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Except for Amarant, who's just kind of there. Oh, yeah. You know. He's development constraints, man. Poor Amarant. Yeah. Poor Amarant. They needed a punch character. This is what they got. He is punch character. He is punch man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for us for Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, Alex, do yeah. you have any final thoughts? Or have you exhausted them? I, I feel like I've fairly exhausted them. Yeah. Um, There was... Here, here's my final thought. So the crystallizing moment of Final Fantasy VIII's existence for me was when they announced... Uh, I believe it was for the Switch. They were releasing the remasters for Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, and Final Fantasy X, mm. not Final Fantasy VIII, <laughs> which in and of itself was very funny to me at the time. Yes. But I saw a reaction to that of uh, a-, a meme reacting to that which was just both squall and renoa standing there going whatever (laughs) yeah and in hindsight i feel like that was giving those characters too much credit Mm -hmm. with regards to their interaction yeah i think it is i think so 
Now, to be fair, Square, uh, apparently there was a lot of difficulties actually porting that game. And eventually... Yeah, appara- apparently it was a mess. Yeah, and eventually it would come out in 2019, and it's a mm-hmm. very compromised port, as somebody who <laughs> recently played it. Oof. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, you, you can find it on basically any platform, Steam, PS4, PS... I think it mm-hmm. might even be on PS5 right now, uh, Xbox, uh, Switch. A lot of really good quality life features. Uh, not a game that was supposed to be upscaled at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's um it's a very compromised port. A lot of those things go, did not need to be upscaled. And yeah, <laughs> it turns out there's like a lot of like really fun um, tricks they did for the PlayStation where it's like yeah this character is just a static image in the background. Uh huh. Like when it, yeah once once you update the resolution to, um, hmm. yeah you realize oh you're just a block of pixels Sid. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. But mm. yeah. Yeah, it's poor Final Fantasy VIII. Poor Final Fantasy VIII. But you know what? It it does live on. It does live on. Just like this podcast. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it will not be, I think, one of the forgotten Final Fantasies. No! Final Fantasy II. Yeah, Final Fantasy II and Final Fantasy III. Th- those are the forgotten yeah. ones. But yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Alex, thank you so much for joining us as always. Of course. And if you like more episodes like this, go to ftp.podme.com or search for Fallen Through Potholes on your podcast service of choice. We also have a website. You should take a look at the description for that because it's technically not live yet, but it will be eventually. It'll be great. Maybe it will be well-designed. Probably not. But yeah, take care, everybody. Take care.